chance, one life, one take. Little room for mistake. Who do uh, you Welcome want? to the Dead Funny, Dead Serious podcast series, 30 End of Life Duels in 30 Days. My name is Mitzi. I'm your host for this series. Today, uh, our end of life doula that is joining us is Sabrina Singh. Um, she's joining us from the UK. Sabrina, welcome to. Thank you, Mitzi. Yeah, it's great to be here. I really appreciate it. Great. It's great to have you. Uh, so we are going to dive right in to your why. Why Why did you become an end-of-life doula? Yeah, thanks. Um, gosh, I mean, I get this question all the time. As you can imagine, people are, you know, lots of people sort of look at me and think, you know, what is she doing? But I'll tell you, um, my journey starts out by, I mean, my background has nothing to do with um, end-of-life care, really. Um, Previously, I worked in fashion and most recently in global events, specifically merchandise, distributing them at events like the Olympics and the World Cup. So really completely just not um, in this in this realm at all. But um, as I turned 40, I started to think about service to self versus service to others. And um, I was starting to look for volunteer organizations that I wanted to give back to. And um, I was drawn to the idea of working in hospice care. There was something about being in that space that didn't seem um, at all, you know, uncomfortable for me. So when I started to look into where I could volunteer my time, I was also chatting to a friend of mine who was a birth doula. And she mentioned that end-of-life doulas were a thing. And that was relatively... um, that was only about a year and a half ago. So like, you know, it was, it's still very much a new concept, but once I heard about it, it was like, it was like time stopped. And I did a deep dive into what that looked like, how I could train. And, you know, I just knew that there was no looking back. Um, I think if anybody had ever asked me what I was, you know, what I would like to do if I wasn't doing the work I was doing, I, I always said I was drawn to nursing but I, I never pursued it. So I think there was something that didn't seem like the right fit. So when this came along, it was like, ah, yes, this is what I've been looking for. Um, and it was just, it was a natural, it was a natural thing for me to, to move on to, to training. Um, the other thing I'll say is that when I started, I, my intention was always just to to do the training so I could really service friends and family and have a better understanding about how to talk about death and dying in a safe and supported way. Um, I figured if I enjoyed the program, perhaps I would become a doula like full time or really look at that as a, as a career for myself. Um, But I, I didn't give, you know, I had no expectations of what I would do at after I did the training, but of course, I mean, on day one, I was like, yes, this is, this is everything I was looking for and didn't even know I was, I was searching. Yeah. Wow. Um, what a great journey into doing the work. When did, so you said you wanted to help with friends and family, uh, when, or has it transitioned into a business model? Yeah. Interesting. Well, I'd say, um, so once I knew that I wanted to carry on doing this and <clears throat> find ways that I could, you know, do it as a, as a profession. Um, I'd say 
I finished my course. I can tell you more about who I trained with and things, but I finished my course in March of last year. And like any new business, I think the majority of people that I worked with out of the gate were friends and family. And then that graduated to word of mouth and sharing it with those that they knew and, you know, recommendations that were through, um, through my friends and family. Great. Yeah, it's, I think that's really important information for folks to know is that we kind of graduate into starting with those that we know and then it's word of mm-hmm. mouth and, and getting more comfortable with the fact. Yeah, so, and I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, as, I, as I've grown an online presence, there has been more, um, more interests that have come through, you know, the website where I trained, I'm featured there. And then, you know, I've also partnered with a few other lo- local organizations like um, funeral directors who have, you know, um, promoted my services and things like that. But initially, I mean, like any new business, I mean, I really do think it does start sort of on a grassroots level through people that know. Yeah. Can you say a little bit more about your training and then also then kind of uh, go into the partnerships with the funeral homes? And- yeah, yeah. So, um my, I, I, there were a few groups in the UK um, that offer end of life doula training. I looked into all of them and I recommend anybody who is, um, you know, potentially looking into this work to do the same. There are a lot of great programs out there. Um, at the time it was, you know, I was able to do an in-person training. So um, I went with that. Now I think it's great that there are virtual trainings all over the world. And how wonderful is that, that we can, you know, extend our education and our reach. Um, But I chose a program that really spoke to me in terms of what they covered um, within the course materials. It seemed like it was a good balance between you know, the real meaty practical stuff that duels will do in terms of advanced care planning and really having a foundation of what I need to know when it comes to, um, you know, serving families at end of life. Um, but it also touched on, which I think is extremely important, um, you know, the mindfulness, um, you know, lots of more spiritual aspects at, you know, vigiling, companionship, creating a sacred space. So it really, it was, it struck the right balance in terms of what it offered. Um, I trained with a, with a company called soul companions. Um, I really recommend them. And what I think was the best bit about it was that at the time I trained with maybe, well, there were four other women. So there's five of us in total that trained together and, um, and they've become such an immense amount of support, um, you know, just as I embark on this work, like, you know, and so many moments where you feel doubt and they've just been there to sort of lift me up and reassure me. And, you know, whenever I need advice, I know exactly who to turn to. So I think, um, you know, when it does come to some of the virtual training, perhaps you want to look at a program that still has a way to stay connected with other people who are training similarly at the same time. Um, because I do think that's really valuable as you embark on the on the work itself. It's great to have a network that you can, um, you know, you can rely on. Absolutely. That kind of clarifies that you work independently, um, not not so much in a collective, but you do have this group of networked doulas. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. And I and I have to say as well, as I've been doing this for the, just over a year now, um, I've found an immense network within just social media. So like the other doulas that I've met on Instagram, 
I mean, there's like so much support and, um, and, you know, as terrible as this pandemic has been, you know, we all try to find the silver lining and things. And that has been one of them, just the, the global reach and being able to connect with other people, I think has been really great. Yeah. We met on Instagram, right? So yes, we did. And here we are. So, you know, we are recording this in March of 2021. Um, you trained and you you did your work and it finished in March mm-hmm. of 2020. And we all know yeah. what uh, ensued uh, then. So it's been a year. What's it like getting clients um, during a pandemic? And and yeah, where what have you done in the last year that's been useful? Yeah, not useful? that's a great question. Um, well, I'll say... When I, so I did, I, I finished my program in March and, um, it was, it was, it was over a period of months. So I started in October. Um, there were a lot of in-person, you know, we had, we met weekly, like for one week, a month, each month until March. And we did some self-study. So it was quite in depth. Um, and I was so just so green and excited to start doing the work come March. And of course the pandemic hit. So, my heart sank and I, and I couldn't see a way that I could do this work in a meaningful way virtually. Um, but I have to say that I've surprised myself in that I do think you can, you know, I think all of us have had to adapt and this is just one way we, you know, doulas have as well is, um, you know, still providing virtual support can be extremely meaningful, extremely helpful to the families. And of course, you know, the the my purpose i think really is to try to empower families and people who you know are caring for for loved ones to be able to feel confident in doing it on their own so it's mostly you know i i still think there's very much you know it's it's very possible to do it virtually um i will say i haven't i haven't had the experience of sitting bedside with someone as they're dying still yet the UK is still in some version of lockdown. Um, you know, our essential retail is 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 open, but nothing else is. So, you know, we aren't we don't have the luxury of sitting with people um, at the end of their lives. And you know, I look forward to the day that I can because I just don't think that there's anything that can replace that. Really, you know, um, just being in someone's physical presence is so important. But here we are, and um, I think we've done the best we can. I, I would, I would think that most doulas would say that it, you know, it's been a challenging year in that way. But you know, we, we still are able to be able to be of service. Excellent. I think that's a great point. Is that the virtual work is also lending a hand, almost in helping families do it themselves. And so mm-hmm. going forward, we're going to have this hybrid model. Um, when we can kind of do both things and it's, it's yeah. kind of brilliant. So people in, in all different countries can have your help um, virtually, right? If you're a good fit. Yes. And then yeah. also in England and London, you can be right there for those families as well. 
Yeah, I mean, I always I always envisioned that it would be community based work, but um, I think I had touched on this when we were um, just before this podcast recording that you know my network because I've worked in global events is global, and so what that has meant is that I've been able to be there for you know and help people help walk people through this experience who are in the UK, who are in Japan, South Africa, Canada, etc. So. And that's been a really beautiful experience, in fact, because, you know, I'm able to use sort of my background and um, just, I mean, all, all that that brings um, to the table and to this work as well. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. And I think that's going to roll in. I, I'd love to share a little bit about your global event background. And um, you explained it a little bit as East meets West. Um, mm-hmm. Can you say more? Because I think that's really important. Yeah. So, yeah. No, thanks. Um, so my my mother is Lithuanian and my dad, he died last summer, not related to COVID, but of course the pandemic affected the, you know, how we could, you know, if we were, that we weren't, you know, bedside until he was in hospice. But anyway, separate story for another day. Um, really what I'm trying to say is like growing up, um, having that sort of eats East meets West background has given me sort of a foundation to be open and to be curious about different religions, cultures. Um, I've always felt really comfortable in cities like New York and London, which is where I've spent the majority of my adult life. Like I, you know, I really thrive on just getting to the root of, of understanding people and who they are and what makes people who they are. So um, again, I just, I can't really speak to how that translates into it, like translates directly into my work, but it certainly plays a part. And I think um, what's nice is that I'm able to find ways to relate to sort of everybody, if that makes sense. You know, I mean, even having worked, I've worked in Brazil, I've worked in Russia, I've worked in Korea, I've worked in Japan, and at every, um, at, you know, in every experience, it's like, you just you find ways to connect with people on a human level. <laughs> what is the what is a greater you know leveler than than death? So um, you know I don't know. I just think in some ways it's brought an extra layer of of um, depth to the work that I'm doing. Absolutely, yeah. Cultural experiences are very different when it when mm-hmm. it comes to death. So just even understanding that there's differences, but that we can yeah. understand each other in humane ways and in human ways um, yeah. as we're experiencing that. It's, I think that's an important piece um, that sometimes when we're living in our, when, you know, it used to be a bubble, right? We used to mm-hmm. be like, oh, it's a community-based work, but now with virtual worlds, like we're reaching further and further in social media. Um, so it's good to have that understanding that, you know, people are coming from yeah. us with all different experiences um, that, Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, any doula will tell you that, you know, you don't, there's, there's nothing about our personal experience that, you know, we bring to the table in terms of like, we meet people where they are, right? So we don't put our faiths or our ideals onto anybody. But I think having a general understanding of, you know, how, or like an appreciation of different cultures is certainly helpful, um, you know, when it comes to, just sitting with, with, with people and just seeing them and, you know, just really connecting. I think it's really important. 
Yeah. It sounds like there's a level of curiosity that, you know, adds to that. conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. I'm, I just love humans and hearing their stories and yes, all across the board. (laughs) Uh, Amazing. So what, you know, as we're rounding this corner and we're going of, of COVID, uh, what are your hopes for both the end of life doula, you know, genre and your own Mm -hmm. business? Yeah, thanks. So firstly, I hope that doulas become a household name. Um, I hope at some point, like, I hope that everyone gets to the point where they want one <laughs> when it comes to their, you know, end of life. And I just, you know, there are so many people that reach out to me and they say, you know, I'm curious in doing this work. And every single time I say, if it's something that you're feeling called to do, by all means, explore it, do it. The, you know, there's all like the law of abundance. There will always be enough work to go around. There's just not, you know, there's, there's never going to be not enough hands that should be helping in this way. Um, so I hope, I very much hope that it's, it becomes a mainstream idea. I think we're still very much on the cusp of it um, becoming one. So it's exciting to be part of that movement but I'm looking forward to that. And, um, and I also am hopeful that as a society, we start to open up the conversation more about death and dying and seeing it change, but we still have a lot of work to do. Um, and I think I'm excited again, to be part of that, you know, changing view in Western, Western society. Um, in terms of my business, I think my intention still stays the same. Um, I, I, you know, if I can be of service to people who, you know, need support at end of life and in any capacity, I would, you know, I would love for it to be something that I could do full time. Um, at the moment, I'm still um, doing some work in marketing and global events, but um, I do hope that there comes a day that, you know, this could be something that I'm doing yeah, full time, and I and I do I do see it changing. I I can see it going in that direction, absolutely, one hundred percent. So that's that's really encouraging. Yeah. Oh, I like those hopes. I share those hopes with you. So yes, thanks, Mitzi. <laughs> you are welcome. Uh, excellent. So uh, just a big thank you uh, for sharing all of that, uh, Sabrina. I think it's really important to start this conversation sure. with with the newest new of our doulas, I believe. I think you're, I, maybe, I don't know if we have anybody that hasn't started yet. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Um, but excellent. Thank you uh, for sharing. You're so um, welcome. Um, so all of Sabrina's information will be in all of the show notes below. So you can find her on Instagram and Facebook. Again, it's Sabrina Singh um, coming to you from London, which is amazing. So just, uh, again, thanks for making this happen because I know it's uh, four o'clock your time. Of course. We're doing this. So we didn't do it at midnight. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a pleasure. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I should say this as well, like anybody who's reached out to me too on Instagram or Facebook, please do, please DM me. Um, I always will speak to you if you ask for my time. If you're curious about getting into this business, I will always, always give you the time to talk about my experience, any advice I have. I just think it's so, so, so important. And the more education we can do in this area, um, really the better. So, you know, please, 
consider me your friend. <laughs> That's so generous of you. Yeah. Um, I consider you a friend. So there we go. I'm going to, I'll call you all the time for questions. <laughs> right. I can't wait. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So thanks again, listeners. Um, if you're enjoying this series, 30 end of life doulas in 30 days, it would mean the world to us. If you uh, hit subscribe or like, or leave a review or whatever the heck you want to do. Um, it helps us uh, know to do more of this and make more of these conversations and, and keep going about with this important conversation. Um, and then jump on over to Instagram and, and TikTok and like us there. And then we get to know you, which is super cool. Um, and that is all for today. We will see you in the next episode. Thanks, guys. That will be remembered.